following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Brian stops by to play the tier game with Andrew and I. This week, we stay close to home as we take a look through the Buffalo Bills drought quarterbacks. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Fellas, how are we feeling? Fantastic. Not too bad. I just want it rain. Oh, we got some rain here. That's yeah, it's all a I want in my York thing. Uh, <laughs> just want rain. Brian, you, yeah. you guys eat it. Texas needs it bad. We, <laughs> we've kind of been on drought too. A little bit. Oh, it's yeah, bad we, here. Yeah. There you go. There's their segue. It's 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 pretty much a drought here. As it's we, pretty much. <laughs> good job, Andrew. A hundred. <laughs> Good job. It's like you've been doing this for a little while. Um, well, first and foremost, Brian, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to hop on and play the tier game with me and Andrew. Figured this would be a fun one um, that you would appreciate, maybe appreciate doing. Um, you know, it's always kind of cool to, especially now where, you know, this Buffalo Bills team is, uh, look back and see how we ended up here, right? Um, there's a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of interesting names, and it's it's really amazing that they ended up with a quarterback like Josh Allen, uh, where we stand now. But we have a lot of uh, we. Have, this one's a fun one. This this is definitely going to be a fun one. Andrew reached out to me because you know we're just we're we're filling episodes in. You know before we're doing the trivia stuff, and we're just like okay, let's do let's do it a tier game, and let's just pick like really fun themed stuff. And we got another fun one next week. Uh, but this week, we're like, yeah, let's, do, let's do bills and see what Brian wants to do. So mm-hmm. see what Brian wants to hop on. So we appreciate that. Um, solid idea by Mr. Andrew uh, to kind of get the uh, the snowball rolling, so to speak. But, um, but yeah, so this Bill's drought era, um, you know, obviously, Brian, you're, you're the, the, the lone Bills fan here. Um, Looking back on it, what is this de- this this seventeen years? What does it mean to you retrospectively? It means my childhood was full of frustration, watching football on Sundays. I didn't know any better. Like, okay, extremely spoiled to start off my football watching with the '90s Bills. Right. Extremely spoiled. Obviously, don't ever get the big payoff at the end. But I mean, come on from week to week, you know, 17 weeks out of the year, you know, obviously only playing 16 games, but my bills are 
top of ESPN, you know, prime time of Chris Berman. And, you know, they're the talk of every fantasy draft. Like if fantasy drafts existed as popular as they did now, oh my God, Thurman Thomas, top five locked in for like six years or whatever. Like <laughs> dominant players um, that were extremely fun, but then it fell off so hard after the quote unquote Music City miracle. It was a parade of ineptitude and embarrassment and hopes tied to players that never warranted it. Not once, not a single guy. Yeah. I'm going to go out and say, including even the bigger names that we'll get to. None of them really ever gave me real hope. Right. I never, I never. Okay. There'll be one guy. We'll talk about it. But other than that, uh, yeah. <laughs> laughing stock. We were a laughing stock. We were, we weren't so bad to ever get good again. Like, right. and that was the biggest thing with the bills is just like, Hey, let's create a fun new way to not get a good quarterback high in the draft and also not make the playoffs. Yay. <laughs> Six and 10. Woo-hoo. I know there was Seven a lot of nine. Yeah. There was a lot of middle of the road records uh, going there. Always like just miss. Like I always think back to like 2004, Right. And which is, you know, obviously there's been a lot of great quarterback classes since, but Bills needed a quarterback and they were picking just outside of the range of the the three best quarterbacks that were out there because that's how close, um, you know, the Bills, uh, it's how kind of middle of the road the Bills had gotten. Right. They, They couldn't get Rivers, couldn't get Eli, couldn't get Roethlisberger. But hey they sure as shit landed JP Lossman. Um, yeah, it was always kind of one of those things where you're just outside of the really quality stuff or the year that you finally do, you get a guy like EJ Manuel, right? Yeah. You, get, you're, you get one of those ones that's like, okay, maybe some buzz, some excitement, hopefully something comes out, but you know, it, it kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting thinking back on that draft and it was the first one. I think I remember that my brother was all, into the draft and, and talking about quarterbacks. And he, I, I think he was a big, big Ben Roethlisberger fan. Um, Cause everyone always talks the same old cliche with the bills. I mean, our quarterback fits the bill now, but uh, you know, gotta be big, gotta, gotta be you know, strong, big hands, gotta be able to throw in the wind, the cold, blah, 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 you know? And I always hated that stuff. I was like resentful to it. And it's just like, well, how, what if we build a dome? Then you don't need that anymore. Then, then you can have a Drew Brees, <laughs> which was always my go-to quarterback. Anytime anyone talked about a quarterback, I'm like, well, can they can they be a rhythm timing quarterback that gets the ball out of his hands quickly and sets up his receivers for run after catch? Because that's that's how I thought that you're supposed to play the game, right? So none of these quarterbacks did this though. <laughs> mm. No Drew Brees is in this list. No, no, there one not. Drew, but not a Brees. <laughs> No. Uh, Andrew, what about you, bud? I mean, I know you've grown up as a Dolphins fan here in in Western New York, um, but you did have, you know, your family has pretty close ties. Like, what is the drought? You know, here we, I mean, this is legit five seasons after, right? We're a full, this is a full five seasons after the drought has ended. What is, what does it mean meant to you? You know, what did it mean to you kind of growing up through it? Awesome. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mentioned I'm a Dolphins fan, so of course it's awesome. Anytime you get to see, you know, the Bills just flounder, it's it's great. But I think the other thing is a lot of bad front office decisions 
I know you talk about drafts and everything else, a lot of bad front office decisions, a lot of bad coaches that you're like, eh, isn't there somebody a little bit better you can get? Like Chan Gailey, Dick Duran, Mike Malarkey, right? Mike, was Malarkey. Oh, Mike Malarkey was good. Yeah, my, just quit. <laughs> my dad hated Mike Malarkey. He's like good. It, he signed with the Dolphins to be like their offensive coordinator. He was like, now you get to deal with all that malarkey. <laughs> and he just, I, he just hated Mike Malarkey. But there's a lot of like questionable decisions. Buddy Nix. I mean, well, Buddy wasn't Nix Marv was, Levy like GM for a little bit? Yeah, they were like, let's get Marv Levy. And then we're like, hey, who are you going to draft? And he's like, we're going to reach for the skies and get Dante Whitner, even though you could get something else. So it just seemed like a lot of, all around bad everything just decision wise and they didn't know whether half of the time they wanted to retool or rebuild at one point tom donahue was like let's just spend all the money in the world and see what comes up and nothing happened during that time right yeah we, we signed Derek dockery to one of the largest contracts ever signed by an offensive lineman yeah who the hell's Derek dockery <laughs> like for washington there's just things like that like sam adams a lot of those guys like it just and then it was just a lot of sometimes it was either who or, or what why? are they doing most yeah why like or what are they doing yeah the to thing that was just to put i loved it tickets tickets in the you know sell tickets yeah, how do we sell tickets we would have got two seasons out of him if Buddy Nix didn't become the GM. Buddy Nix hated T.O. because they were at the same college. <laughs> I just remember being in a restaurant and seeing T.O. signed, and some Bills fan turned around to me. He was like, we're going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, you're not even going to sniff it. <laughs> I was being nice, and I was like, yeah. But in my head, I was like, you guys aren't even going to sniff it. Don't even yeah. start. He had like sixty something catches for eight hundred yards and eight touchdowns. And I think he has I the longest touch. I think he has the longest uh, yeah. touchdown 90, reception. Ninety eight yards against the Jaguars. Yeah, Fitzpatrick hit it. So, um, bad. It was bad. It oh was. yeah, yeah. It was. It's, I I actually like, it was kind of cool. Like I know it's it's a little stuff's a little tender right now. The Bills are on the upswing. The Colts are on the downswing, but. There was a part of me that was like, you know, I mean, I'm I'm still excited when when b- the Bills do good. Deep down, I am because when they they do good, the area does good. Um, but man, it, it was just it was cool because uh, a lot of this drought era uh, era, what I was in school for a, a good chunk of it, you know, probably the first decade just about of that. So you know, you go to school, you see everybody with their Bills jerseys, and just the I mean, the buzz and excitement, but. Also, the, the the negativity at the same time, um, it just all encompassed into this very just intriguing experience um, through it all. But, uh, you know, in, in all honesty, Buffalo has always had this hard edge. It's one of those, um, oh, what do they call it, uh, like a rust belt oh, kind yeah. of town. Yeah. It's always kind of had that. But I feel like this decade or that the, the drought era just really gave Buffalo fans an edge over the last couple of years, like it, it's, it's made the Josh Allen experience as painful as it is for me to say, but unbiased, it, it's made it that much more meaningful, um, you know, to them. And this, well, I shouldn't just say to the Josh Allen experience, cause it's a lot of people it's Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, um, 
you know, Stefan, all these, all these major pieces that, that they've, uh, you know, just acquired and, and made it special. So um, it, it, it does get hard. It does get hard, uh, you know, to, to root for the pill sometimes. Um, but I am excited to see the, some of the people that the good ones that are, uh, you know, that, that, that do find joy in it. It is nice. It is nice sometimes, but um, we got to go through the dark era first. All right. So we are here. We are here in the present. The we dark are times. the dark times. This is literally, I don't think there's a, there might not be a single person on the team still that played in that 17 team. I would hope not. I don't think there is. No. Right. Maybe some defensive people. No, none of the defense. I think they gutted that. Kyle Williams, I think, was the last one. Maybe really? like Kyle Williams. Eric Jerry Williams. Jerry Jerry Hughes would have played on teams that were part of the drought era. Yeah, but he he I, just left the team too. So, so I think that's when did Poyer and Hyde and all those guys get here? First year of McDermott. His first yeah. year of McDermott. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we're going back to some dark times. Uh, we have. I didn't count, but we have a lot of names. Quarterbacks, if they played at all, if they were rostered during the regular season, we will tear them off. So um, it's a decent it's a decent number. It's nothing too crazy, nothing too extravagant. It's going to be nothing like that Browns one we do next week, not even remotely <laughs> close. But um, that might be a two-part. I, I have 17. <laughs> I, I think you're going to have a few that I didn't put on there. I might have 20 but, tops. I might have okay. 20 tops. So let's give it a spin. Um, I'm going to spin, read off their – you know, win-loss record with the Bills. And we are tearing this off by what they meant to the Bills. We don't want the grand scheme of the NFL because that would be a list of fives and fours. All right, we're going to we're gonna do basically, we're going to tear it off basically on what they meant to the Bills. So here we go. Our very first one is... Oh, wait. Uh, starting out with a great one. I actually, I'm glad we kicked it off with this one. Terod Taylor is our first one we get to talk oh. about. So over his tenure between 2015 and 2017, Terod had a 22 and 20 record, 774 completions, 8,857 passing yards. And this, this is the stat that I really like 51 touchdowns to 16 interceptions, ultra safe quarterback play. And he had, he actually put up some really good se- uh, seasons. Um, I did have fun watching Tarad. So I think with what he means to Buffalo being the drought breaker and he did play really well. He was never, you know, obviously I understood the need to move on to a kid like Josh Allen and kind of reset a little bit, but Tarad's three years in Buffalo were, you know, it was fun. It was, it was some stability and, um, you know, it gave him a name. He's he's gotten contracts a bunch since then. I, I think with what he means to Buffalo, uh, Tarad's a tier one for me. Andrew, do you do you want me to go or you to go? I'll I'll go. Okay. I'll, I think he's also a tier one, just because a lot of people were like, "Oh my goodness, you just got rid of this guy. We finally got somebody decent, like you said, and now we want to get rid of him." But little did they know what Josh Allen would become. Right. But he was the guy that broke the drought. He gave them quarterback stability, which they haven't had in years or anything like that. And they, I think they got, what, a third-round pick from for him, too, I from th- Cleveland? Something like that, yeah. So Third yeah. or five. Actually, I think it might have been a fourth, actually. Third or fourth. Uh, but I would say he's a tier one all day if we're talking about drought quarterbacks and what he did for the Bills. Yeah. I'm with you guys. 
He is my first tier one. Who knows how many are to come still. Um, Tyra meant so much to me because I, I remember distinctly having a conversation at work with a guy who was a, a diehard Bills fan, but he happened to also like be a really big Tim Tebow fan. It was weird. He was like obsessed with the guy. I think he was like super involved in this church. And so he had like okay. that angle or something, maybe either way. He, uh, he was like super bummed about the quarterback situation. He goes, what do you think? I'm like, well, I kind of think there's like three different mindsets here. One, uh, the guy that you already have on the team, EJ Manuel, finds the next level that he needs to get to. And that's awesome. Hooray, franchise. We have a franchise quarterback, maybe. Or they pick a safe option who would have been Matt Castle, I think. Castle was there. Yep. Yeah. So I'm like, you they go with Matt Castle, and I, think I get he had it. Christian Ponder uh, on the roster too. Yeah, I think that he sounds was right. He's not on this because he never made it to the regular season. But right. Madden 14, Christian Ooh, Ponder is Q, is QB one for the Bills. Madden 14, yeah, I think it's 14 or 15. Yeah. Uh, so I said, if they go with Castle, you know, it's safe. It makes sense. I get it. I'm not excited because I know the guy's extremely limited as far as arm talent and athleticism goes, but I get the idea. Like he can keep the ball matriculating down the field. You know what I mean? Keep the whole ball rolling down the field. So those are all like, kind of like boring options that said, but if they design an offense and run something with Tyrod, I'm like, that could be something. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like, it's, he, he can be Russell Wilson light. He can be get him on the edges, give him you know half field reads, and let him make up his mind. Roll out, plays there, take a shot. Not there, make something happen with your feet, and that's what he did. And it was like super exciting. It's and he was durable, man. He was yeah. durable, and, I, and he he loves like he loves being that guy that is chill the whole time. Like he, it's so much about him. Like I loved how he's dressed so flashy. But then every time he was in an interview or anything, he was just like so <laughs> kind of like monotone. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was. I Yeah. It's crazy. I think they never put any weapons around him. Like they really didn't try. I mean, they tried in their own eyes, but hindsight being 2020, yeah. they, they, they didn't do Tarot any favors. No, all. no. At they all. They knew what they were doing. No. Until came. No. The, the other thing that's unique about Tyrod that I like to bring up is as much hate as some people out there might want to give them, there's some really weird Bills fans that have this hatred of Tyrod for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why either. Um, we had gone, let's see here, Drew Bledsoe last played for the Bills in 2004. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he had thrown 3,000 yards for the Bills in 2002. So we had gone 14 years, 13 years without a 3,000-yard passer. Tyrod comes around first year, 3000 yards, second year, 3000 yards. His last year of Buffalo, he was two yards, 200 yards shy of hitting 3000 again. Right. On, on what you just said is, was a, and he might've gotten it too, if they didn't pull Peterman. And I know he had some yeah, injury stuff yeah. too. There's a lot of different factors in that, but all right. So we're all in unison to Rod Taylor tier one. Yeah. The ones I want to give a little more pat on the back for, cause these fives, I don't want to talk about them. No, trust me. I get it. All right. Our next one. Eh, okay. 
Okay, Cardale Jones. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Actually oh, part of the same team once. <laughs> he was. All right. He has one game under his belt. Uh, six pass, six completions for 96 yards and an interception. People that against Kansas City. Hey, I can't remember who it was against. But um, yeah, he only spent one year with the Bills. I think they traded him to the Chargers, maybe. They traded yeah. him somewhere. Um, but Cardale Jones, obviously not very great for the Bills. They, a lot of people thought that he could have been the guy. Um, maybe like a, a, a concrete, like, oh, we got a steal here. No, tier five. Tier five for Cardale. He was, he kind of was that guy that was like, Hey, all these quarterbacks got hurt in Ohio state and I'm just going to ride this fame. That's all it was. <laughs> like we never got to see the full picture of Mr. And Andrew's frozen. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Brian, what do you got for Cardale? <laughs> Uh, I, I've got nothing good to say. First off, Michigan fans, so go blue. Uh, <laughs> screw the Buckeyes. And I, I thought it was a smart draft at the time. It made sense. Like, yeah, take a shot on the guy. Like that one magical season where he played three games or whatever, and he looked like he could make some plays. So I was like, screw it, why not? And then I watched him play, and I was like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> A uh, a slow processor is being kind to him. He really struggled with the game speed in the NFL. So a tier five easy. Um, the only thing that I will say that tier that these tiers are going to break down is uh, when I first did them, I realized that I had missed two whole tiers. So I had to go back and fix them because I just kept handing out fives. I just you get a five and you get a five. So um Cardale is one of many more uh tier five quarterbacks. Yeah, there's there's quite a few. Well Andrew's back. We got that figured out, I think. Yes. <laughs> Called Fortnite. Oh, 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 the damn kids. All right, we're spinning for our next one. Oh, I actually, I do underratedly like this one quite a bit. All right. Our next one is Kyle Orton. All right. Kyle Orton is 15th in passing yards in Bill's history. Uh, he had a seven and five record. He played on the team from 2014 to 2014. Um, yeah. 3,018 passing yards, 287 completions, 18 touchdowns, 10 interceptions in his tenure. Um, this was kind of like this. I, I actually did enjoy this one a lot because it's like, oh, we're close and maybe something could happen here. The bills were at a nine and seven record and then shit hit the fan. Doug Marone retired or left. he ran out of town. He goes, no, nah, I'm done. And Kyle Orton, um, sorry, I'm trying to, I'm trying to enunciate a little bit better now. Kyle Orton, um, he decided to retire after actually having like a not bad season for only playing in 12 games. Like that's crazy. Yeah. He's a three. So he hit 3000 yards. He's another one who hit 3000 yards. Have you heard any of the stories about Kyle or last day 
as a Buffalo Bill? I am not actually. Okay. So this is pretty epic. I think you're going to love him even more. Gives off big Jake Cutler vibes here. Yes. Yeah. So he's doing the, the talk in front of the locker thing because it's locker clean out day. So everybody's last day is that day. All right. So everyone's leaving town. Nobody knows anything that's happening. Kyle Orton says, guys, can we pause a minute? I, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, no problem, Kyle. Literally grabs his stuff and is just gone. <laughs> Just never comes back. He just walks this to the first Greyhound bus. I don't know how the man traveled. He seems like the frugal type. So you know, he takes a taxi to the Greyhound station, hops on with a cigarette in his, his mouth, and off he goes into the sunset, never to be seen of again. Oh, I except I didn't actually retire. Retire then, right? No, that was it. That was the last time. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought I thought he went to another team and, and gave a half a shot. No. I actually yeah. now that we're talking about this, I think I need a Kyle Orton Bills jersey. Um <laughs> I did. It was I mean, it was just fun. He had, he commanded the offense like not too shabby. All things considered, what was around him. Yeah. There was a lot more hope with Kyle Orton. Um, I'm actually gonna give Kyle Orton a two. I'm gonna wow. give him a tier two. I I listen. He he went above and beyond expectations that year. Nobody expected anything from him. He'd have been a fluke in, you know, a flake out in sh- Chicago, didn't really pan out in Denver. And here he was that he gave the Bills the their first winning season since probably 2003 or four, whenever that Drew Bledsoe year was. So we gave him their first winning season in maybe over a decade. Yeah. Kyle Orton's a little bit more important than people want to give him credit for. That was a fun season. I actually enjoyed, really enjoyed watching the Bills overcome everything that year um so yeah kyle orton i'm gonna put it at two yeah he's dumb he's a, he, i was <laughs> a minute you said kyle orton i already knew where he was he's a two he's a two just for what matt said and everything else and everybody was looking forward to kyle orton coming back i never thought i'd say that in my life but they were for a bills fan they were looking a lot of people were looking forward for this guy to come back. And then all of a sudden he was like, no, nah, I'm good. I just don't want to play football anymore. <laughs> and I was just, and I was just reading. He threatened the Cowboys that he was going to retire the year before he even went to Buffalo. So this guy pretty much had it in his head and still led him to a winning season that he was pretty much done. He, he's a tier two all the way, not a tier one, but a tier two all the way because it's one year. If he would have gave another winning season, he would have been a tier one guy. But yeah, to have it in your head, you're gonna pretty much be out the year the year before you even start playing, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna go go nine and seven, and then I'm just gonna bounce guys, catch my <laughs> Greyhound bus, as Brian said. <laughs> uh I, I do not match you guys. He is a tier three. One. <clears throat> tier three? <laughs> tier three. The the reason that he exists in the tier three is because he didn't play a full 16 games. Fair. He didn't come back for another season. He was that amazing flash in the pan that keeps him well separated from the bottom quarterbacks. Like, not close. You know what I mean? I don't have any resentment towards Kyle Orton, and even if he did walk out of a press conference and just <laughs> – basically say deuces, which actually I kind of envious of that. That's pretty cool. Isn't that a, um, a baller way to just yeah. be gone? Yeah. He's also tied to like some really memorable games that I think will stand out even with the bills having more success now. 
so do you, do you remember the Lions game where they came back at the end and he was late on a pass across the middle to Sammy Watkins and Sammy made a crazy circus catch where he, the ball's behind him and he tipped it with his backhand and he tipped it over his own head and caught it and ran for like another like 30, 40 yards. That was like leading up to like kick the game winner or whatever. Uh, and then there was the snow game where they had, they got, we got snowed in and they had to cancel a game and they had to make it up in Detroit again, but against the jets. Do you remember that game? I think vaguely, or was that a Rex Reiner? Either way. I thought that, I thought it was a Kyle Orton game. So it might've been, I, I remember this, the, the big, the big snowstorm that was 2014 Scott Chandler's in the end zone after to celebrate his shoveling <laughs> Scott Chandler. So Scott you got Chandler. him at a three. All right. A three. I like it. All right. Next up we have. Okay. I really like this one too. We're starting off with the good ones, which is either a really good thing or a really bad thing. Um, Doug Flutie is our next one. Doug mm. Flutie. Uh, he is eighth in passing yards. He has a um, 21 and nine record as a bill starter. Obviously a lot of that came during the drought or during the pre-drought years. He only played one more season. He, he played one season into the drought. I believe I think 2000 was his last year. And then they shipped. Then he went to uh, the chargers. He has 774 completions. Wait, no, 598 completions for 7,582 yards, 47 touchdowns, and 30 INTs. That's that's all. That's nah, not a bad, not not bad at all, especially for somebody who got like had a split time. But he played between 98 and 2000 for the Bills. I love what Doug Flutie meant. And uh, who knows, the drop might not have started, you know, if the Bills went fully behind him. I don't know if this is dramatic or just nostalgia, but I think Doug Flutie to me is a tier one guy because he, you know, again, I know he was up there in age, but he was obviously the superior option. And it was a selfish decision by Ralph Wilson um, to say that, Hey, we want the other guy um, who we're definitely going to talk about. I, Doug Flutie is a tier one for me. It, there was a lot of magic. There was a lot of hope. I remember, the madness of Flutie Flakes and how it just encompassed everything in Buffalo, the Flutie jerseys all around. Um, you know, so Doug Flutie's a tier one for me. I have three boxes of Flutie Flakes behind me. <laughs> the one up there is for Matt. That's right. I still got mine at the studio. He is, he is definitely a tier one because that's probably a little bit almost of a what if, if Doug Flutie would have played in that game. You know, would it would it have been a different story other than Rob Johnson? Can I? It's a Kyle Orton situation. Even though Kyle Orton was one year, like you said, it was it was hope. It was exciting. It was it was fun to be a Bills fan, and it, it kind of this is what you said in the start of the drought. But after Kelly and a lot of those Bills bigger name Bills left, there wasn't a lot of whole a lot of excitement and Flutie gave you that excitement even though he wasn't supposed to really do anything because he was just some ex-NFL player CFL guy who was not supposed to make in the NFL because he was too short and everything else and I think he fit that Buffalo grit that you were talking about that rust belt never say die attitude just going out there playing league minimum 
and not making any money, but just to show people what he could do and just putting himself on the line every game. And he would definitely a tier one. Yeah. Brian, how about you, bud? You guys couldn't be more right. One of my favorite bills of all time, regardless of position. There's been a lot of good ones. There's several in the Hall of Fame. There's ones that have, you know, gone on Cameo and given me shout outs that hold special places in my heart. Uh, if I ever got a cameo shout out from this dude, it would be right up there with the rest of them. Cause I, I think his mentality was exactly what that team needed. You, you had this huge ego and bravado, you know, during the nineties and then that team breaks up and it was a real dark time where every single hall of famer just got shipped out the door. And who are these quarterbacks left here? Ugh, I think God, Foodie God. got shipped out with them. No. Or was it a year after? It, he did well, play it, one season with them. He he probably was on the team one year with them, and then they they left, yeah. and then he he stayed uh, stayed after. But because no, I know Thurman was gone in '99, and I think Andre because Andre Thurman and Bruce all got released at the same time. I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. '99. Yeah. Black Monday or whatever day it was. Yeah. <laughs> February. I had it one year for the today in NFL history because I just remembered it and I needed to post that up because they just took away their whole entire franchise at that point. Right. Can we also, I didn't know this. Can we also please refer, refer to Doug Flutie as former 24 seven champion. Is he? Yes. In February, 2001, he won it during a celebrity flag football tournament. Oh, I kind of remember that. Good for Doug Flutie. Good for Doug Flutie. Him and Gronk. Represent, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I have one one very fa- uh, favorite memory of Doug Flutie, and it, I believe it is from the '99 season, where he runs a uh, he bootlegs out to the left, a naked bootleg against Jacksonville, where he, it's like a two yard scramble for a touchdown. But it, um, I was doing a what was called a crop walk for my youth group, where you walk and they people pay you for charity. And I was mad that I was missing the Bills game because I was walking and not listening or being watching the Bills game or at the Bills game. And uh, my dad picks me up, and it's just in time to hear the final drive. And Doug Flutie scrambles out to the left, touchdown, and I'm losing my mind. And my dad hated Flutie. so (laughs) But I was a huge Flutie fan. I think that's when Doug Flutie became – like Doug Flutie and Bill's fans hearts. Yeah. Too, yeah. Was it was an audible too. Like no one knew that was happening. It wasn't a called. It wasn't a called bootleg. He did that himself. Wait, was that, who was that against? Was that against? I'm 90% sure that it was. It was okay. We did that as our play of the day, like months ago. Oh yeah. He did. So, okay. Very cool. Very cool. Next. A great tier one. I think he's my number one tier one. Okay. I dig it. Um, all right. Next up, we have a, uh, this one's it's a real, it's a real doozy. Um, he was a backup quarterback between 01 and 03. Uh, his name is Travis Brown. He played in three uh-huh. games, um, 29 for 51, 361 passing yards, one touchdown, three INTs. Um, I'm going to say tier five. He did. <laughs> he played behind oh, really? blood. So he, Andrew said it's a five. He, he yeah. doesn't have to say a five. He gave me the, the thing. So he doesn't even deserve words. Travis Brown doesn't. <laughs> He's a fifth. 
If I if fifth tier, fifth. <laughs> oh man, y'all are gonna love our next one. Oh, can geez. I can I put my fun facts in real quick? Because we got to our first absolute embarrassing quarterback that's on the roster. You may. The following players have better stats than that quarterback you just named. It could have been any of them, really, except for a few. But um, Brian Mormon, two for six and a touchdown. I didn't look at every Brian Mormon. They let him do all sorts of crazy things. Uh, player for (laughs) Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, one for one for eight yards and a touchdown. Also, you have Travis Henry and Roscoe Parrish appearing on this list of passers. Those didn't go so well. Hmm. Travis Henry's was an interception. <laughs> I just love that there's a punter has better stats than some of these backups and whatnot that we're going to need. Isn't that wild? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Mormon was, Mormon was really good. Go. Um, yeah, you're going to like this one a lot. Oh, geez. Probably not. You guys want to take a guess? Yeah, I do. I know who it is. I'm hoping it's Kelly Holcomb. Nope. Okay. Who this is? Andrew. That's Vince. Nope. Oh. Alex Van Pelt. No, you guys are done. It's Nathan Peterman. All right. It's Nathan Peterman. Yeah. Do we really have to? Can we just? I'll just hold on. No, we have to. Because the hype was real with this Nathan is how many Peterman. interceptions he threw it's no it's more than that it's in. more than that <laughs> well i'm saying in one game <laughs> oh, oh yeah <laughs> that's that's what teary belongs in i remember the hype tyrod did nothing against the saints defense i was at the game they got blown out 47 to 10 it was insane so i was like, okay. furious after that game that was yeah it was it was bad i can't believe i paid to go see that regardless um then it's like, okay, we're going to ride the Nathan Peterman wave. Everyone wants to see what Peterman can do. Nathan Peterman is going to start against the Chargers. People made a song. There's a song on YouTube called The Peterman Can. It's a, it's, no. it's, I swear to God, go look it up. It's a fucking parody of the Candyman Can. It's somebody oh, did like a goodness. one minute, two minute song called The Peterman Can. <laughs> you got to be. Who can make the ball fly? I soaring through the air. I just remember my greatest Nathan Peterman moment was I can't remember when it was, but I know he wasn't the starter and I had the Texans defense in fantasy football. And I was like, I need them to do great. And I don't want to sound like an asshole, but the starting quarterback, I'm not sure who it was, if it was Taylor or Allen, got knocked out of the game. It was Allen. That was his rookie year. Okay. That, was his, that was his shoulder, yeah. And, and Peterman got all, fired after that. He got released. And then Peterman the came into the game, and I jumped off the couch, and I said, I just won this week. Because <laughs> he came in throwing the only way Nathan Peterman could throw, right to the other team. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. They fired Peterman. I think they hired Derek and they signed. I think they signed Barkley the next week. Barkley and Anderson. No, I think it was Anderson. They had Anderson ready. But Barkley didn't come too far after that. That was right around right. that time. Right. But um, yeah, Peterman best, is here. Best thing to ever happen to Allen. Probably. Yeah. Um, one still in the league. He still is. Yeah. He has a so, I have a unique perspective on this uh, more than just being a Bills fan. Nathan Peterman was part of my very first ever draft report that I kind of made 
where I talked about options for the bills and who the kick take with the first round pick. And at the end, I summed it all up and I said, I know you all want a quarterback, but from what I keep hearing from everybody, there isn't going to be one that the bills will be able to get. So don't even bother talking about it. It happened to be Deshaun Watson draft. Mm. I love Deshaun Watson, but then all the talking heads told me that, Oh, he won't transition. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And they well, were wrong, and I was right. Massages. <laughs> that wasn't a good. Well, actually, that's not a very good transition. He wasn't transitioning well in the massage world. Yeah, that's it. So I said, if you're looking for a quarterback, and it's day three, I wouldn't hate Nathan Peterman. Dude should be able to come in the league and and start relatively early because I think he's pretty smart. Those statements aren't wrong. Nathan Peterman, I believe, is smart, and that's why he is still in the league. I don't know why. It, you could get all sorts of quarterbacks and and put them as a number three, but he's still there somewhere, uh, maybe even still with the Raiders. I don't know. But uh, that five-interception game against the Chargers, that was week one of Josh Allen's rookie year. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, the one he threw five interceptions. Because then Josh, and then Josh comes in. He finishes the game in the second half after after Peterman throws an interception, and then Josh starts against the Ravens week two. No, Ravens were week oh. one. Ravens were week one. The the, yeah, the Peterman five interceptions one that was in the middle of the tie rod. That was the is it the tie rod? Yeah, yep. that's the Chargers. Well, the Peterman started week one, and Josh had to come in. Was that against the Ravens? He, he fi- yeah. yeah, he finished it, and then the rate then the Bills. How played do you them remember one. this stuff? And you're not because even a Bills fan because so I just have good memory. Yeah, so Peterman was the week one starter of 2018. He got benched. He threw like another ton of interceptions. They went to week two. Josh is named the starter. That's when they, he jumped over. Uh, the Vikings, dude. Yeah, highest point week, spread ever in NFL history. Yep, and at week three, they were home against the Chargers, and the Chargers whooped them up. I was there for okay. that game. It was hot. Okay. Um, but anyway, so Nathan Peterman's career stats with the Bills, one and three, 68 oh completions, 548 passing yards, three touchdowns, 12 INTs. <laughs> what? Um, he's a He's a five tier, and I sh- probably a six. <laughs> He probably should be a six. Andrew, uh, do I do I have to do I have to, I think I think we're in unison into tier five. Okay. Yeah, he's a five. But I mean interception uh, to you, throw against the Chargers. Five. Just go with yeah. that one. Yeah. So. But but to your statement of he's a tier six, he can't be worse than Card- Cardale Jones. Cardale Jones just didn't have an opportunity to throw that many <laughs> interceptions. Yeah, but that's kind of like the thing. I respect the it, optimism. It's the mystery box. <laughs> I was you gonna say that. You... I was gonna say that. Like Nathan Peterman was literally Cardale Jones, but Nathan Peterman got a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he would. And listen, I would go back and I'll show you these interceptions, and I'm gonna be like, if that's a quarterback that can actually throw the ball instead of the limp noodle he has, that's an that's a completion. He doesn't have that though. <laughs> He's got one of the worst arms I've ever seen. I. It's Im- impressive how slow Wait, that ball comes off his hands. This it's man like, has wow. postseason stats. Wait, what? Nate Peterman has postseason stats. Yes, he came in. Tarad got like Russian leg sweeps against the Jaguars. So Peterman came in and the motherfucker yeah. threw like one or two interceptions. He threw one interception. <laughs> he went one for three for 14 yards, averaged 4.7 yards a pass, 
and hit through one INT with a rating. I think Ramsey, I think Ramsey picked it off. Like, oh man, look at Nathan Peterman redemption time pick. And he fumbled. Yeah, it was bad. It was not good. Yeah, it's a great stat line. (laughs) And and yet, listeners, there's worse quarterbacks to come. I know. Joe (laughs) Webb is next. Joe Webb is next. Who he played one season with the Bills in 2017. Tier one. He completed two passes. For uh, 35 yards and one INT. Um, I, basically, I, I actually, uh, I, I watched. I watched what Joe. is Joe Webb? That's my problem with Joe Webb. <laughs> I don't know what he is half of the time. What right. the hell is a Joe Webb? Joe Webb is one of those guys like when Brad Smith came in. Do you remember Brad Smith for? Oh, he on this list. Somehow. For the Jets. For the Jets. And there he was, Brad Smith was the quarterback at Missouri. And they were like, no, you can't play quarterback. You're just going to go wide receiver. So Joe, Joe Webb had a lovely career of this guy who could be like your fifth or sixth wide receiver, but also because you rostered him, he could be like your emergency third string quarterback. So you don't have to carry three quarterbacks but yet you are carrying three quarterbacks and a wide receiver he's kind of like the wish version of cordell stewart at some point that type <laughs> yes. of splash. very much so okay so geez i'm gonna go with a four because i can't really blame him because he's kind of wide receiver he's kind of not a quarterback and i don't want to like put him down because really what is he so that's why I'm going to go. For he it. was the quarterback when uh, in the snowball game. That's right. He was. So he just had the ball off a lot and they beat the Colts. But um, eh. that's, you get a cha- you didn't get it. Eh, that's that's an accomplishment. I'll give it a four on that merit alone. I agree. Tier four all day. Uh, fun thing to come up with Joe saying the Joe Webb name out loud. There was a Facebook post back in the day. Uh, meme, if you were. Uh, uh, Art, uh, it was all the playoff quarterbacks that typically weren't playing in the first round. So Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, other ones. And uh, they're like, hey, do you guys know that there's football on right now? And Tom Brady like chimes in and he goes, oh, really? What's Who's playing right now? He goes, uh, Minnesota. Well, oh, interesting. I'm not watching. I'm at the beach. Oh, okay. Well, what's going on in it? Uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, the Vikings chose to put in a uh, a, a kick returner and a quarterback. <laughs> What's his name? Joe Webb. And then Drew Brees chimes in. That, and these are all fake, obviously. And Drew Brees chimes in and goes, What's a Joe Webb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They chose to put a kick returner in at quarterback. <laughs> That's quite but, a compliment. But he did win for the Bills, so he's a tier four all day day all right i'm trying to find our next one on this thing i don't jeez who is it just say the name so we can go by yeah let's go quick it's thad lewis oh it's lewis hey man i just had uh i just did a trivia with you with with oh there he is i found him you did um lewis i'm gonna say it you guys might get a little angry hold on let me read his stats i did find his stats played in six games um Two and three as a starter. Uh, 93 completions, 1,092 passing yards, four touchdowns, three INTs. That's not too shabby. I'll go tier four for Thad Lewis. 
I'll go tier three. I was pretty oh, hyped. Okay. I was hyped on Thad Lewis. Because I think there was a game against Miami that year that they put, he came back to beat them. If I'm not mistaken, it was this one in October. Yeah, it was. And he kind of like let him let a comeback to beat him. And I was like, oh, Thad Lewis. Why are we not? Why are the Bills not doing anything with Thad Lewis? I mean, he did get sacked four times, but he only threw it one INT in that game. Yeah. And he did kind of bring him back. So that's why I'm going to go with the three, just because I got good memories of him and he beat the Dolphins in comeback fashion. And then right. after that, it was like, no, we don't need you anymore, Thaddeus. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you're a football player with the name Thaddeus. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's move up a little bit higher. He looked great in a uniform, though. Like, he was a pretty big dude. Like, I, I like when you looked at him, it was like he looked like a, like a poor man's Byron Leftwich. <laughs> That's how I always looked at him. Like he's a pretty big dude. Um, so when he was when he was a Bill, I remember learning to stand. I shared it with Matt that at that time it's way different now. But at that time, there is only three quarterbacks in ACC history that threw for ten thousand yards in their careers. Uh, Andrew, um, name at least one of the other two. So Daddy Lewis is one of them. What's what's one of ten thousand yards? And they played in the ACC. Jeez, the new ACC or the old ACC? Because I can't. It counts. It, it the the teams that are on there are the same teams. So ten thousand yards. Yep. There's one that stands out. It's not Chris Winky, is it? It's Phil Rivers. You should have named. Oh. Twelve thousand yards. Still Nobody. leads all ACC quarterbacks. Nobody paid attention to Philip Rivers back then. <laughs> Wolfpack, yeah. baby, let's go. Philip uh, Rivers and Bernie Kosar, when I see them throw, I have to have like a bag next to me so I can throw up because it's just so ugly. But yet I love them. But effective. Ugly, but yes. effective. Uh, Thad Lewis, uh, also maybe a little ugly, not quite effective. Tier four is fine for him. His story's fun on how he got to be a starter, too. Yeah. EJ Manuel hurts his knee against the Browns on a Monday night football next week. Uh, Jeff tool has to start against the chiefs almost beats them. And then he gets hurt and then dad Lewis comes in. So he was the third option. Okay. Well that works out because Jeff tools actually our next one. Here um, we go. Um, who is Owen one 26 or 59, uh, 309 yards, one touchdown, three INTs. That's tough. Wait, That's wait, 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 wait. What's his stats? 26 of 59. Yeah. Who asked that man to throw the ball 59 times? Rex Ryan. That's a terrible decision. I remember there was a little bit of hype around this guy, but he's a tier five. He did nothing. Yeah, it's a five. It's a five. It's a five for me too, but he comes out that first series and he hits that bomb down the sideline for a touch. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So that's enough of Jeff tool. Let's move on to our next one. Um. Here we go. Kelly Holcomb. Yay. Tier five. Tier five. <laughs> Kelly Holcomb. Uh, four and four as a starter. 155 completions. 10 touchdowns. Eight INTs. That's not terrible. I remember Kelly Holcomb jerseys a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a wee little bit. I'm going to go a tier. I'm going to go a tier. I'm going to go a tier three for Kelly Holcomb because there was some hope. I do remember Kelly Holcomb jerseys. Weirdest thing, but I do remember them. Yeah, I would say three. Not quite four, not quite two, but just in the middle. That's how I feel about Kelly Holcomb. And 
what he did for the bills. Yeah. Because JP was shit in the bed and he came in to kind of salvage something. <laughs> yeah, by being boring. Hey, boring wins. <laughs> I don't care about wins. I wanted I wanted fun back then. <laughs> uh yeah, he I put him at a tier five. It, and the and the reason is as a diehard Bills fan is he was one of the most boring quarterbacks I've ever watched play for the Bills. So vanilla, no arm strength, kept in check down times a thousand. Yeah, Kelly Holcomb was not fun to watch. <laughs> I'd rather go zero and sixteen every single season than watch Kelly Holcomb. That's fair. That is completely fair. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to our next one. We have JP Lossman. Uh, 10 All right, and 20- I take that back. <laughs> 10 and 23 as a starter, 558 completions, 6,211 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, 34 INTs. Oh, it wasn't great, but people were excited for the loss for, for the loss man. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go tier three for JP Lossman. I'm gonna go middle of the road. Um, was the guy for a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to keep my tier three. I'm going to go tier five just because of how high he was drafted and the hype behind him. And he just really never lived up to anything. Yeah. He drafted in 2004 in the first round. And I'm pretty sure I can find a better quarterback in later rounds. <laughs> That's why I would go tier five on him. That's fair. He's got some sort of championship trophy of a league that doesn't exist anymore, too. The United for Las Vegas. The United he, something football league. Yeah. Yeah. For he played for Vegas. So remember that, Raiders fans. Lossman <laughs> was your first true hero. <laughs> Lossman was is a tier three for me. I loved him as far as like He's got to get the right coaching. If we can just get the right coach, to, he's got to just, if we can get the IQ part down, if he can just get the mental part down, this dude is dynamic. He's, he's athletic. He's got a ridiculous arm. Like him and Lee Evans had an awesome relationship. You know, they just had this phenomenal chemistry. It, it created some of the most fun football of the drought era. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't good. We didn't, we weren't good, but it was fun. <laughs> All right, next up we have Rob Johnson playing from 98 to 2001. Um, 9-17 as a starter, 401 completions, 4,798 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 17 INTs. Rob Johnson, essentially the quarterback that uh, – essentially the quarterback that started the drought. I'm going to blame it a, a lot on him. Um, as you should. As I should. I think Rob, uh, I, it's got to be a tier five, right? He's probably one of the most infamous. Ralph Wilson wanted to pay him based on what? Like one game they traded two. for him. Inside, it was two, two games. They traded for him from Tampa Bay and they paid him a shit ton of money to be like their guy, their next guy. And it's just too much too soon. Five years, $25 million. I still remember hearing it on the radio. And I believe that first round pick that they sent him was the one that the Jaguars used to, I believe, give Fred Taylor. And he, Rob Johnson's a five. He's, yeah, the same thing as JP Lossman. The, the hype was so big, but the hype wasn't real. And a funny thing is, is Rob Johnson's dad was Carson Wentz's quarterback coach as a kid. Of course he was. 
<laughs> of course he was. We're all do good. I to come, do I have to comment more? I mean, I guess. I, I think we're I think oh, okay. we're, I think we're all good here. Um okay. All right. Next one we have. Yeah, these are some real doozies. Uh 2011 and 2012, a man by the name of Tyler Thigpen played for the Bills. He was six for 13, 55 yards passing, one INT. Tier five. <laughs> Tier five. Tier five. He's the He's the first quarterback to come up of a quarterback that I forgot played for the Bills. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> Man, it just keeps getting better and better. Oh, boy. All right. The next guy we're going to, uh, Brian Brom. Yeah. 2009-2010, he's 0-2 as a starter. 27 touchdowns, 252 yards passing, zero touch it's zero touchdowns, five interceptions. I hope I said that right. 52 yard yeah, 27 completions, 252 yards, zero touchdowns, five INTs. That is dog shit. Uh tier 5. Good college quarterback. I got to give him that at Louisville, but tier 5. He was that first guy for the me that I was like I remember that name from college, man. He, he used to have a pretty good. Oh yeah, that's right. He, he, he doesn't know how to football. <laughs> got, you got an auto football to play quarterback. Yeah. That kind of helps. Right. Yeah. All right. So is that enough for Brian Brown? I, I, yeah. All right. We're moving on a couple more left. Everybody. Um, all right. This is probably, this is another one of my favorite ones. Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, who is, Sixth all-time in Bills passing yards uh, leaders. 23 and 25 as a starter, 905 completions, 10,151 passing yards, 55 touchdowns, 43 INTs. Never forget the day. Um, All the news reports, all the excitement. Drew Bledsoe traded to the Bills. They're like, wow, we got our guy. We got our freaking guy. And uh, they were some fun years. Uh, they They changed over jerseys. Um, it was when they did the uniform change, not the best jerseys ever, but, um, oh yeah, <laughs> I love drew blood. So I, I love drew blood. So if I, I feel like if I put certain individuals in tier one, he's, he's gotta be, he's gotta be up there, up there. I think he's a, I think he's a tier one for me. Um, so close, so close. Yeah. You know, making the playoffs that, uh, that infamous game against the Steelers, Christmas time. All they had to do was beat the Steelers backups to get in. And uh, they couldn't do that. That was probably a dark mark. Maybe, you know what? Maybe that warrants a tier two. There you go. <laughs> Maybe that warrants a tier two. It's hard for me because I really did love Drew Bledsoe. That was one yeah. of the first jer- football jerseys I ever received. Um, but yeah, I, I'll go. T- you know what? I'll go tier two with Drew. The, that Steelers game we're talking about, you can call it the Willie Parker game. Yes, that's the one. I was there. That was sad. Oh, no. <laughs> I think if you look at the whole picture, he is a tier one because he did. He is the first, probably first real Bills quarterback to actually break the drought, come close enough to break the drought. So, therefore, he's got to be a tier one. If we were talking about this in like 2005, then you could probably go tier. I, I feel I'd probably go a little bit lower. But because he almost did it that early, yeah, 
And the whole at ret- you know, looking at it retrospectively, I think he's a tier one for me. I'm kind of want to go bet. He is the Bills' first four thousand yard passer in a season. Hold on, Matt. Hold on. I'm also a tier two. So if you want to stick with me, I might be able <laughs> to help you out here. Oh, he had tough. one good year. The team on offense was pretty loaded. And then after that first season, he'd be turned into a statue man. Yeah. And he would just turtle up and take sacks. He would never check it down. He would never take simple things out. He's always staring 15 yards downfield, 20 yards downfield. I'll just chuck it deep. I'll just chuck it deep. Asshole. There's dudes wide open underneath. He was Carson Wentz before Carson Wentz at the end of his career. I would never insult somebody like that, but that's harsh. That's harsh. We're only talking in the Bills frame. Forget the Patriot years. Forget any other years. As a Bill, the last two years, the guy couldn't efficiently move the ball down the field. I think that's also because Lossman. They didn't draft Lossman. I think it would have been a different story. I don't know. I still think we missed it. We found one good year of him in good health. And everything like that, and then it, the wear and tear of the game because the way he chose to play the game, he got himself older much quicker than other quarterbacks. Right. There's a reason that Tom Brady is still playing now, and it's not just due to the fact that he likes avocado on his toast. <laughs> you don't. You don't take hard hits. You get to keep playing. Drew Bledsoe would stay in there forever. He would. He'd me nuts. All right, next up, we're going to our longest tenured quarterback on this entire list. Longest tenured, spent the most time with the team. Uh, Alex Van Pelt, who spent uh, eight seasons with the Bills, 95 to 2003 as a starter, three and eight record. He has 262 completions to his name, 2,985 yards passing, 16 touchdowns, 24 INTs. Um. Van Pelt was probably a solid backup. So he actually, this I don't think this is my first tier three, but I, I think he's appropriate for their decent backup, but uh, never really the guy. Yeah, tier three. I agree with you, Justin, what you said right there. Good backup, good kind of player to throw in there. He was a tough guy. Pittsburgh out of Pittsburgh. So, you know, got to go, got to root for the Pittsburgh guy, but no, no middle of the road. Yeah. Alex Van Pelt uh, appears on my list as AVP. Uh, Real truthers know him as AVP. And we also know him for first being uh, establishing the dad bod and making the dad bod cool. Remember I'm literally dropping back to throw a pass with a beer gut. It was fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, his play wasn't nearly as cool as I thought his 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 abbreviated name was, or his dad bod. And uh, I have him as a tier five guys because uh, he didn't do anything. <laughs> when given the chance, he he had backups that would come in for him. You know what I mean? They, right. He dude couldn't hold his job even when they were trying to gift it to him. Yeah, eight years is a long right. Yeah, eight nine seasons is a long time to be backup. He uh, won a Super Bowl with the uh, Packers as Aaron Rodgers, either OC or quarterbacks. Coach. Oh, shit. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, I, never, I was at his first start, Alex Van Pelton. I just realized it. Cool. AVP, please, if you will. 
All right, next up, EJ Manuel, who's on the team from 2013 to 2016, a six and eleven record as a starter, 319 completions, 3,502 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, 15 INTs. My favorite EJ Manuel memory was when they brought Rex Ryan brought him on the field. It was Terod was the starter. They brought him on the field to like run the clock out really quick or to go to halftime or just so, so it was, no, it was like a dummy call. Hard count. The, hard count. Yes. And um, they're like, everyone's like, Oh no. And then he did it. And every, it, like he, he, he didn't, I don't think he got the offsides, but he just brought it down to whatever they call timeout. And everyone started clapping and yelling favorite memory of EJ Manuel. That's how, that's how bad he was. I'm going to go, I'm going to go a tier four for EJ. He was a bad draft class. The Bills needed somebody, and uh, he was just not the guy. But there was a lot of buzz because he wanted to play in Buffalo. Like there was a special meeting for him to be drafted by Buffalo, and it just it just was not good. It was not good. I gotta go tier probably like five. Even, no, actually, no. I'll go tier four because I don't think he should have been drafted in the first round. I think right. this like one of those deal or no deal things where they take the deal way too soon. Before and they should have just kept on saying no deal until about the second round. So, yeah, tier four. Even though I don't think he was ever a first round quarterback, never right. should have been picked in the first round. Right. In a lot of ways, I thought that he's proven if he chose to, like he had proven that he could still be in the league, just like Geno Smith is. You know, I mean, Geno Smith, we all know, isn't good, but he's still in the league making money. Uh, if you get a chance, um, EJ Manuel does games for ACC, and he is excellent. Is he now? He's okay. excellent, excellent, excellent. Because um, normally guys that can't do teach, or in this case, talk. <laughs> uh, EJ Manuel comes in as a three for me. Reason being, uh, I was at the Carolina Panthers game with my brother, where he threw a game-winning touchdown at the last second to Stevie Johnson in the corner of the end zone, and I was hugging random people saying, and I quote, we're back, baby, we're back. Because it's fun to say that kind of stuff. It certainly is. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've heard that at a Bills game. EJ Manuel is, is a, 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 was an effective quarterback for the time, just never good. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. All right. Next. Really likable dude, though. Yes. On this list of quarterbacks, he's one of the most likable dudes. All right. Next up, uh, a fan favorite for many, Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Played on the team from 2009 to 2012. 20 and 33 record as a starter. 1,041 passing yards, 11,654 yards passing, 80 touchdowns, and 64 INTs. He was the first Bills quarterback to get a contract ex- extension, I believe, since Jim Kelly, if I'm not mistaken, like a, like a starting quarterback to get an extension. It just didn't work out. Um, I'm going to go with tier. I mean, part of the nostalgia, part of the fan favoritism, I'm going to put him in a tier two. I'm going to put him in a tier two. He, The team was a hot mess, but he did have some fun memories with them. One of the most beloved Bills of all time. I'm going to go with tier two for Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Tier two. He was that guy there for a while. So definitely tier two. He got the extension. Everybody was excited for him. 
he did bring back some sort of excitement. And I think he was like, what, after the whole Trent Edwards, J.P. Lossman situation. So definitely a tier two. But he is what he is. Yeah. As a player. Yeah. I don't want anybody to think that I actually enjoy this guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's a tier one for me when it comes to Bill's quarterbacks if you were to take all of his other stops that he has along his long tenured career, um, obviously not a tier one at all, probably like a tier four at best. Cause most of his other stops are bad, but his time in Buffalo was magical. Like so many other players where he embodied a lot of what the city was. He was a, uh, looked down upon prospect, you know, seventh round pick bouncing around from team to team, always having a fight for a roster spot finally gets his chance, makes the most of it. And he was a perfect fit for that team. I mean, his, his best wide receiver is Stevie Johnson, who was probably a lot of teams number two in yeah. today's game. Right. Um, other than that, he didn't really have anyone to throw to, but yet the, the offenses were fun. The chain Gailey offenses were enjoyable to watch. The teams were bad, but the offense was fun. And if you were a fun offense, and you're the starting quarterback for it, you're a tier three for me or a tier one for me easy because I got a lot of quarterbacks on this team, on this list that we've already done that were on bad offenses on bad teams that were not fun to watch. Fitz was. He beat the Patriots. You know he what did. I mean? He, he led one of the coolest comebacks in, in that game. Two weeks before that, I'm at the Raiders game. He leads a comeback for that one. Um what else? I, I was at a game where again against the Dolphins where he was like on fire, just lighting up the Dolphins. That was fun. I don't know. And then he's got the scream at the end of the Patriots game, and it's iconic. <laughs> he sounds like a little girl. I do that. I do love that game. That is a fun one. And we might have to make that a game of the week. If I could find the full game on YouTube, I might make that game of the week at some point. That's a crazy game. That um, was a wild one. Almost as equal to the Monday night football game. Uh, I don't think Fitz was a quarterback for that, though. Um, all right. Last few. We got Shane Matthews. Oh, come <laughs> who on. He was on the I team in 2004. Um, to 2004, he completed two passes for 44 yards and a touchdown. So, no matter INTs, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> tier five. Yes, we're going to keep this one simple. With four passes, Peterman would have found a way to throw five picks. <laughs> <laughs> and fumble and fumble all right so our next one is a very right we're all in agreement tier five yeah all right i'm not even ranking that dude i forgot about him so this one is one of the most intriguing ones i think he is one and oh as a starter in buffalo but the thing is is that he played one, I think, one play or one drive or something, and he was pulled from the game, and Terod Taylor finished it. I can't find any stats. I'm having a hard time finding any stats from him. It's uh, it's Matt, Matt Castle. Castle. It's yeah, Matt okay. Castle. Ryan, uh, yeah, so Rex, that's Rex Ryan and Castle and Tyrod come out for the first play at the same time, and Tyrod split out wide. Yeah. So and then Castle it. gets the start. It's It's stupid. It's so stupid. Tier five. (laughs) (laughs) Slipped on a wet mat at training camp and almost tore a damn ACL. Tier five. 
<laughs> tier one for K-Swiss commercials, tier five for his time with the Bills. Agreed. Agreed. All right. And our last one, we're start, We're finishing off with Mr. Trent Edwards, who played on the team from 2007 to 2010, 14 and 18 as a starter, 535 completions, 5,739 yards, 25 touchdowns, 27 INTs. Trent, to me, I remember the excitement and then he was doing really, really pretty damn good. And then he got hurt. Somebody from Arizona drilled him and that was it. The Bills were started off, I think, five and one. That sounds right. Five and oh, something like that at one point. They were beating a lot of shit teams, but um, the buzz was real. Oh, my God. The Buffalo's, you know, doing really good so far. And it just kind of all unraveled. This happened, I want to say, my senior year, junior or senior year. But the hype was real. I'm going to put uh, I'm going to put Trent Edwards in a tier three, though. I'm going to put him in a tier three. Some some bright moments, some very few bright moments. Uh, but. Yeah, Trent Edwards is going to be a tier three. He's I got his jersey hanging up on the wall. Got to have him. I'm in tier three. I got to agree with you. If we would have never have done the what if on Trent Edwards, he probably would have been lower. But since we did it and we kind of did do a deep dive, so go check that out. I'm not going to get into too much of that in our archives. Is what if Trent Edwards didn't get hurt? Uh, definitely a tier three. And if you listen to that episode, you'll find out definitely why we probably feel that way even more. Yeah. I have him as a four. I have him as a four because he's Captain Checkdown, and I don't like Captain Checkdowns. Captain Checkdowns aren't fun. I like fun football. Trent Edwards was not fun. <laughs> no, you were super smart. Really smart dude. He did something where uh, he partnered with Stanford, where he went to school, and they developed some sort of versatile reality helmet that quarterbacks can wear. And it like it goes through game simulations. Really? Yeah. I wonder if he's a part of designing my uh, the NFL game that's coming out for the for the VR soon. This fall. this was a long time ago. Oh, it's a long time ago. Okay. This is this is before your Oculuses. I got you. Yeah. Well, we got through it, everybody. That is it for the Bills Drought Quarterback Tier Game, Brian. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I we we appreciate it. We definitely appreciate your time. We figured it'd be a good one for you to hop on and give your takes on. I would have quit if you didn't invite me on. So, of course, I, well, I figured that. <laughs> um, but, Andrew, thank you as always. Uh, of course, we have NFL history tomorrow, and uh, I'll be doing tight end tiers for fantasy on Saturday as Ryan enjoys his, uh, his, his nuptials, as the kids call it. Um, he is a married band now, so shout out to him. And uh, the next week of this, yes, we are going to do Browns quarterbacks. I think Browns, new age Browns quarterbacks, 99 to. 2022 so it should be fun should be fun but that is it thank you so much for tuning in on behalf of brian andrew and i till next time the two-point conversation is good